Naperville, are you wondering what the heck is going on in the real estate market this last couple of months? You're not the only one. There's a lot of pressures from inflation, uh, pressures from this incredible still low supply. We've got a war going on in the world. What's going on? How does it affect your home value or your home search? We're going to talk about all that and more up next on the update. This is Real Talk. This is the city we call our own. These are the stories of the people we call our neighbors. This is the heartbeat of our hometown. Naperville, this is Real Talk. All right, welcome back to Real Talk. I'm Chris Grano from Keller Williams. Thanks for joining us. And I'm going to bring in right now our monthly co-host, Mr. Todd Gazin from Compass Mortgage. Todd, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing good, buddy. I am doing good. It's hard to believe that uh, we're finally in the warmth of where we should have been two months ago. And uh, hard to believe it's almost the kids are out of school. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's so many things that I'm just like, what happened to these last couple of months? It's I have no wow. idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> oh man. So there's a lot going on in real estate and we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about the numbers specific to Naperville and just kind of the climate in general, no pun intended, you know, with today's heat wave. But, um, you know, what I want to talk about is where are things headed? It, you know, is it a catastrophe? We've seen a lot of other things in our economy feel that way, right? I mean, the stock market has taken a nice uh, dip over the last And, um, but we're also going to give some hope, you know, if you're out there looking for a home, there's hope. So here we go. All right. So we're going to, I'm going to share the screen here. We're going to talk about what's going on in our market. All right. We're looking at single family homes in Naperville. And right now we're looking at, I want to first look at the median sales price. So if we look at last full month of data, this is the May update. The last full month of data was April, 2022. Last month, are the median sale price for a single-family home in Naperville is five hundred thirty-nine thousand. Okay, that's up from a year ago of four hundred seventy-one thousand. That's a fourteen point four percent increase. I'll take that. Right? <laughs> There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. So you know that's good news. Is prices are continuing to rise, and a lot of people ask me, well, aren't prices going to fall? And we've talked about that, Todd. I mean, I don't think so anytime soon. Will they cool off? Probably. And we're probably already seeing some anecdotal effects of that. But it's not going to turn on a dime. Just like we've talked about, the stock market could plunge tomorrow like it did, like it has recently taken hits. But real estate doesn't work that quickly. And so we probably won't see those prices to go down anytime soon. Um, as you can see, respective to the Chicagoland market, it's, you know, Naperville's continuing to outperform the region as a whole. The other thing I want to look at is new listings. So if you look at new listings um, in in Naperville for on a, on a monthly basis, so this last month, April 2022, 262 new listings. If you compare that to last year, 334. So that's a 21.6% decrease in new listings coming to the market in a month that historically seasonally is one of our hottest months for new listings. When May and June come around, which are another you know real hot month in Chicago real estate for new listings, we should see what those trends look like. But that does support the fact that there actually is shrinking inventory as opposed to last year when we didn't necessarily have shrinking inventory, we just had increased demand. 
The last thing I want to look at is the month supply of inventory. So this is the supply respective to the demand. So if we look at that on a 12 month basis, and I'm going to break it down by price range, just kind of how we used to do on the update. Overall, there's 1.1 month supply of inventory in Naperville as of this moment across all price ranges, which is very low. When we break it down, when we look under 500,000, it's even below that 0.7 months. And that's down 41% since last year this time. If we look at 500 to 750, 0.8 months, that's down 66% from last year. 750 to a million is 2.5 months, that's down 60%. And over a million is sitting right now at 4.2 months, which is also down 60%. So when we say that number is down, that means it's a combination of decreased supply and increased demand. So as of right now, we haven't seen a huge decrease in the demand out there, even though rates have risen. Because I think the reality is we've talked about it a million times before, whether rates go up or go down, people still need to buy homes, right? Totally. I mean, I mean, here's the thing is that everything is down, but we have to realize also we came off of the last 24 months of history being made in real estate. Yeah. So there's perspective that we're not allowing for us to see visually with this because we're still tied into what happened in yesteryear, right? And I think that this is getting more back to normal. I think that interest rates are rising. I mean, we forget that, yes, interest rates are at a 13-year high. Great. Who cares, right? Because they're still historically better than the norm, right? And so when you start looking at interest rates, so what we saw in the twos and threes for so long, that's not normal, nor is it sustainable. And, and honestly, that is completely government dependent on them buying interest rates. Right. And so if we're going to have a healthy economy in the long run, this is necessary just to find that pendulum hanging straight up and down vertically rather than swaying horizontally one way or another. And we swang from free money to tightening of money just that quick. And this is to be expected. But I think that everybody has to also understand that these things don't necessarily mean that it's negative. What it means is that we're just finding normal again, right? And normal is important. And what it's it's hard to figure out, like, how do we have an inventory? Because we don't have an inventory shortage. We have a demand issue. Right. Right. And if, if we have this much demand and this many young people, the millennial and Gen Z generations coming up, there is not enough houses. There just isn't. There's 140 million of them, and we have 6 million houses sold a year, and actually 5.4 million over the last 20 years. So the only way that they can create an environment for everybody to find balance is to raise the interest rates to bring down inflation, but also reduce the amount of participation that can happen in the housing market. And I can tell you on an anecdotal basis, I kind of mentioned that before, you know, we can't really track that on a weekly or monthly basis that we have to kind of go back and look at these big trends like we're talking about over an annual basis or maybe half a year. But right. but right now I can tell you anecdotally, there are definitely still the properties that are getting you know, dozens of offers. You know, okay, I had one come live in, in Romeoville, just to the south of Naperville this last weekend, 23 offers, okay? Yeah. And so there's some that are like that. And there are others that are not. I've had listings uh, up up near a million and low down near about 200,000. And some of those listings as beautiful as they were, just depends on the area or depends on the demand in that particular area. They might've come out of the weekend with one or two offers, you know? So it's, it, there, it really depends on the market. And I think though we are seeing a little bit of, we've hit that saturation point where I think enough where 
the increase in rates are starting to have at least a little bit of an effect uh, because I think what's happened is we talked about this offline with the decrease in purchasing power, you might've had, you know, a hundred buyers in an eligible price bracket as of three, four months ago. And now maybe there's only 50 buyers in that same price bracket because of the decrease in purchasing power. Right. Which still maintains the shortage. Right. Right. Even right. though there's 50, whether it's three or a thousand, there's still a yeah. shortage, right? Because mm -hmm. no one's selling. And I think that's a very important point to bring up. And I think the other thing that we have to remember is, is that if five and a half to 6%, people are still eating out. People right. are still doing what life is for them. The Starbucks yeah. line around the corner is still 12 deep. Yeah. You'll know when the market has gotten to a point of actually evolving and changing to normal, when people sit down literally around the table and go, what are we going to cut out of our budget? Because that's when the acknowledgement of pain is coming for everybody. And here's the Federal Reserve has to keep raising these short-term rates to the point where they start bringing down food costs. They start bringing down gas prices because that's all inflationary. But until, until those discussions start happening at the family table, what are we going to cut out of the budget? There is no sign of slowdown with people buying or selling homes. No, I think, I mean, a lot of it, I think, is emotional, right? We came totally. out of essentially two years of a pandemic. Right. And people were cooped up in their homes. They decided, you know, they didn't like their home as much as they want to. Um, and I mean, look at the travel industry. This is this is looking like it's going to be the biggest year in the travel and, and hospitality industry on record. Yep. Because people are just ready to to go out and, and, and do that again. So you're right. Even though we're having uh, inflation is real and we say we feel it. I know I say I hate looking at, you know, almost triple digits on the pump when I go fill up. But does it actually affecting my behavior? Maybe not yet, but we're probably getting there. Well, yeah, I think. Well, and I think the thing that's really supplementing this to make it OK is that the current jobs market. Is experienced the best it's ever been in 50 years. Mm. So you still have wages going this way. People are starting to fill in the gaps in those jobs. And so the pain hasn't gotten to a point yet where small businesses are laying off people. It's gotten not to the point where families are saying, Hey, we're cooking at home every night rather than going out or, Hey, you know, we were going to take that trip to Disney. We're going to call it off for a year and we'll come back and revisit that. When that starts to happen, everybody's going to know we're at the point where it's tipping back the other direction. So let me ask you a question about, we've talked about it before, but just to remind people, maybe this is the first time they're checking out the show. I know there's not a direct relation, right, between the overnight lending rate that the Fed increases and mortgage rates. But however, and I think a lot of people, maybe they even know that in the back of their mind, but every time it's a Tuesday and we get a news break that says on Thursday, the Fed's going to talk about increasing yep. basis points. I get texts from clients, both buyers and sellers. How is this going to affect me? You know, can you, can you explain if there's still going to be I think at least th three or four more basis point increases over the re remainder of this year. Does that mean we're going to see mortgage interest rates jump accordingly another three and four times? Are they going to be half point jumps? Any idea here? Mm -hmm. Well, so here's part of the problem is that each and every time we go through a shift in the market, it's uniquely different to the last. People talk about bubble the 2007. There's no bubble here. I mean, the, the market and the, and the U.S. has never been more cash rich than right now. OK, so the reality is, is that the Federal Reserve and the government are trying to find um, some sort of normal and some sort of place to where things where can they can feel like they can start seeing inflation come down. 
So yeah, the Federal Reserve is going to continue creating pain with short-term lending rates rising, which affects credit cards, car loans, short-term like loans, lines of credit on your home, things along those lines. Well, what happens is it indirectly affects interest rates on the mortgage side only because short-term lending rates move the 10-year treasury note. Now we're getting super complicated. We'll leave it at that. But typically you'll find the more this interest rates will, from a mortgage standpoint, start to follow the 10-year treasury rate. So inherently, in an odd way that does affect them, but if the Federal Reserve says, hey, they're raising the short-term lending rate by a half a point, it does not mean interest rates are going up a half a point right? by so, any stretch of the imagination. So some of these people who are predicting interest rates by the end of the year up into eight and nine, I mean, I know you're not a prognosticator, but to me, that doesn't sound very likely. I would say it would not surprise me if we got to six and a half and seven percent. Yeah. I think we'll be somewhere in that range of the peak. And yeah. at that point, it'll start shifting. But again, remember, they're the they meaning the government, the feds, they're going to go as hard as they need to to slow things down to get this thing back on track with inflation. Yeah. You know, because here we are, we're standing here on uh, um, May 11th and we get the inflation number creeping a little bit higher today. So all that means they're going to they're going to you know, they're coming with a little bit more pressure to stop that from going that direction. So the reality is, is that I think that we will start finding a place of normal somewhere in the next year or so. But the reality is that anything worthwhile has a little bit of pain with it. And a little bit of pain is going to bring down the cost and pricing of things. It's it's going to be worth it doing this in the long run to stabilize everything in the economy. Yeah. And I just want to remind everybody, you know, and this is a mindset thing. I think yeah. you got to look long, you got to look long term. You know, we're very much a 24 hour news cycle, um, you know, culture. And we want to hear one thing, you know, you wake up one morning and what's the bad news for today? You know, what's the bad news for tomorrow? And I think we really, and I try to encourage my clients, and I'm sure you do yours as well, to look ahead. What are your goals as a family, as a as a single person, uh, five years from now, ten years yeah. from now, and long term, home ownership? It just there's just no comparison. If you're talking home ownership versus renting, there's no comparison. What's a better financial decision, regardless of what rates are? And listen, I'm not a real old guy, Todd. I mean. I hope I, I hope I look at <laughs> yes, you look very young. Go ahead. <laughs> but I mean, when I, you know, so I'm not like, I'm not sitting here going, well, when I bought my first house in 19, you know, 71, Hey, listen, when we bought our first house, uh, as a couple in 2008, the rates were, our rate was six and a quarter, you know, and it was, and whatever we, cause we wanted a house. We loved that house. We sold it and we, we moved back here and, you know, but it's whatever, because at that time we needed a nice home for our family and it was a great financial decision at that time. Yep. And so, okay. So yeah, I know, I know it hurts when it happens this quick and you look back at last year and go, you know, darn it. Like if I would have, you know, pulled the trigger in August of last year versus, you know, June of this year. Okay. Move on from it emotionally and find a great home for your family. It's still the better decision. Still. Well, and it's one of the greatest hedges against inflation is owning property. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you can you tap into the equity that you have and, you know, fix up, you know, maybe right now. And, and honestly, everybody, everybody's different, right? Maybe right now the best place for you is, is to tap into the equity that you have grown over the last few years and make some, you know, make some improvements around the house. I mean, this podcast is for homeowners, home buyers, home sellers alike. So maybe right now you're not in the mode of buy and sell. Take advantage of the fact, put in, you know, put in the new floors you wanted to do. It's all, 
as you maintain your property, as you upgrade it over time, you're going to continue to increase that equity. And then when you are ready to sell, you're going to be happy. Trust me, you don't want to sit, you don't want to live in a house for 10, 15 years, never have done anything. And then when you call me to sell it 10 years from now, I'm going to say, well, you know, it's not worth as much as you thought it was worth because yeah, you still got the 1980s kitchen. <laughs> well, Todd, I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today. I think we said about <laughs> all we can say without rambling on and on and on. I'm interested to see where things are going over the next few months. Me I think too. we're all going to be, uh, we're all going to, you know, maybe be surprised and maybe not entirely surprised. All I can say is keep up the hope. Uh, be positive and make good decisions regardless of what's happening around you. Would Amen. you agree with that? Yes, yeah. I agree. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, be sure to check out the podcast on all platforms, youtube.com slash Chris Grano, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, also on Flock at Fox Valley Magazine, our new partnership that we're excited about. And uh, we hope to see you guys next month on the update and on the next episode of Neighborville Real Talk. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.